Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking about the TV series, The Long Slow Exhale. We are joined today by creator and showrunner Pam Vesey, um, actress Rose Rollins, and executive producer Casey Haver. And Pam, I wanted to start by, by talking a little bit about the way that you've created JC as a, a central character to this, because I love the complexity in her in that her motivations always feel very clear, even if the actions and choices she makes sometimes have mistakes along the way. And I thought that was a really beautiful beautiful way to explore a character and was interested in in how you created this central focus and built this world around this character in that particular way. Um, well, first of all, thanks for um, speaking with us and um, letting us explain our world of Lancel Exhale. Um, JC is a character I was passionate about creating because they wanted to um, create a strong woman lead in a world that's not often depicted on television or film, but also to have a character who is flawed. Um, it's tough for women characters to be flawed on a journey in a season because they often are, you're often hearing that they're unredeemable. Um, so I wanted, I, I kept challenging everyone. I said, I promise you will stay with her. You will say, what is she doing? Why is she doing that? But you will still in the end, be on her side. And I feel like that's a huge accomplishment because it doesn't often happen for female characters. So that was one of my biggest goals. I wanted a flawed lead um, who was complex, who was funny, who was bright, who was complicated. I mean, just everything you can name, um, but authentic, someone you feel like you could know in the world. It didn't feel like you would never meet this person, um, but also to introduce, take that, that female character through a journey where she um, introduces this to the world of women's basketball and college campuses. No, I love, I love hearing that. And, and off the back of that, Rose, for you as, as an actor taking on this character, I know that you've mentioned that this, this particular role really allowed you to go to so many spaces and really use every single part of your facets as a performer, which is so amazing to hear. And so was interested in, in how the, the complexity, you know, the, the fallibility of this character, as well as the strength, really allowed you to play in so many different directions throughout the series. Uh, well, Immediately, I was taken by this character, JC, and um, she's just so interesting, so dynamic, so complicated. And um, I knew it was going to be a very challenging role, but uh, I knew also at the same time, I could not overthink it. I could not pretend that I knew her more than I really did. So I just had to... Um, just be open with her and experience so much along with her, like in her shoes, like Rose in her shoes, instead of thinking, I know who she is. I just tried to, tried to become her and, um, and that, and just take everything that comes at me, her, you know, and, and just, roll with it and be open to it and react to it all happening to us, you know? 
And and coming over to UKC, I mean, you know, through through the production company that you're part of, Made Up Stories, it feels like it's not just about telling really rich and dynamic stories, but it's also about the creators themselves that you're working with. You know, you've you've been a producer on Tell Me Your Secrets, Pieces of Her, Nine Perfect Strangers, this project through the company. Um, and what was it that you really saw in Pam, you know, even going beyond the scripts and the story that she wanted to tell, but also her as a creator that you really wanted to kind of step into this project with and someone that you really wanted to collaborate with? Yeah, we... Um... <clears throat> We met Pam actually for another project that ended up not going forward as to come on as a showrunner. And we had read this as a sample and we obviously fell in love with it. And she's just a dynamic uh, boss who we've always just been impressed with. And when she said that this was available, we just jumped at it because as you can see from the stuff we do, it's very much women in front and behind the camera and um, really just telling complicated stories of flawed women. And that goes to not just obviously Rose and JC's character, which this show hinges so much on, but with, for us, when we read the script, it goes to every teeny tiny character in there. And Pam's writing is just so, every single character is just so rich and has their own journey and their own decisions and hardships. And we delve into so many different things. And I think that's just one of the things, but there's also this propulsion to the story and this wanting to know of, who done it and what happened and this infiltration of this college campus and this world that you don't get to see very much and pulling back the layers of you know how the politics of what's going on in these places and I think there's just so much in there that we haven't gotten to see in anything before and that for us is I think just the most exciting thing. Yeah. You know, and I, I love that that piece that you were saying at the beginning about how with Pam, it was reading another script, looking at another project, but then this being the moment where things really came together. And so for you, Casey and Pam wanted to ask also a little bit about the collaboration in terms of the casting process, because it's not just about holding auditions and, and looking at tapes and meeting people in the room. It's also that real collaboration of everyone having conversations about people that they've seen in other projects that they've always thought would be really great, people that they've seen that weren't right for that role, but have been waiting waiting to see if there's a project that's a really good fit. And so what did those elements of the collaboration and conversations you were all having in terms of casting look like for this particular project? Because it's such a great cast in terms of both the lead and all of the supporting. Authenticity was the big thing. It was like, who are we gonna find? And I have to be honest, we just thought, oh, are we gonna find this character? Because you have to be believable as a coach you have to buy someone who you're going to watch, you know, have all these complications and, and secrets. You have to stay with them. Um, and we just, we started really early <laughs> on JC. Um, and it was Anton Cropper, our producer director, who said, let's make sure we um, see Rose Rollins. Um, I think she was on list. But when we looked at the credits and the history and all of that, it was like, yeah, if she's interested, it would be great. We were thrilled that we weren't trying to, you know, when you start as a producer, it's like, I'm not going to get Octavia Spencer to do this. So don't, you know, it's like, it's not who I was looking for, but that's what the networks and studios do. They go, you think Octavia will do it? And you're like, what? <laughs> 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 I'm like, I, I don't think so. And, and I'm not sure she's right for this. You know, they're looking for that name thing, you know, and it's like, we wanted someone who was great at being JC, regardless who they were. So that's how it, it happened for us. There was a, 
I don't think we had a lot of people that we saw on tape, right, Casey? It was a no, it was a it was a hard one, yeah. Of names, um, and I think we as producers were all very in sync, as Pam said, about finding that person who was authentic and not just catering to the names or trying to go after people yeah. who you know would be flashy because as we said, you know, this role is so important. And if you don't believe in JC and want to root for her, it's over. Yeah, so it was like, mm, we want the best actress, the person who you can buy immediately. And that's how we felt when we saw Rose's audition. It was like, there was no question after seeing the audition. Oh yeah, oh yeah, this will work. I buy her on every level. We were checking boxes as far as the character. Um, look talent, um, authenticity, believability, the, the ability to have the emotion. Um, and it just, it was great. Cause it was, it was, it was the scary role. It was, are we going to find this? Yeah. I, when, when your tape came in, I have to say, I feel like we all were like, Oh, <laughs> like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. We were, yeah. Getting, we were getting into trouble. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's, yeah, there were people we were, we, you know, saw Reed and we, you felt like you were going, I hate to say this, but you thought, are we going to settle? Like, are we just going to pick someone? Cause we're running out of time, you know? And so when you see it and we were in sync, you know it. And that was what happened with Rose it was like, we were, I, I, I remember I talk a lot and I was silent. I was like, should I say it out loud that this is her? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I wish the actors could know all of this because like when I, you know, when it hit my desk, I, the first thing I thought was like, I'm, yes, I can do this. Of course I can do this. Just like I could do so many other jobs that come across my desk, but who do they really want? What name do they really want? Well, you know, yeah, like, so it was just like, okay, so I was a little like, um, but yes, I love the character, but I feel like they're usually going to go for a name. And at the time, I was a little busy, you know, just like planning some family stuff and everything. But I, I, I wish I had known, like, you know, like I would have, I mean, I guess everything happens for a reason, yeah. but it's just so nice to hear because, and also to all of the actors out there who feel like, oh, why bother? You know, it's always worth it. It's always worth, you know, showing people what you have to offer, no matter what the outcome. Love that. And, and Rose, you know, Pam was touching there upon one of the complexities of the role being the complications, but also the secrets with her. And I think one of the things that you do so astutely in your performances is, is play to both the side of her that has to exist with a lot of that secrecy and the fact that there's so much that she has to keep really, really close to her chest before she's allowed to share any information with anyone around her. And her husband's really kind of the only person that she has that she can have conversations with and confide in about everything that's going on and brewing around her. Um, you know, and then you kind of also get to play to the side of her that is more on the surface and is able to, you know, have more of that discourse, especially as the season goes on. And so how did you find those two different aspects of, you know, this is when she's able to kind of express everything, let everything out. And then this is the side where she's really got to keep everything incredibly tight and watch every single motion and facial expression and emotion that she, she shows anyone. Well, I actually think that she is keeping things close to her chest at all times. And even 
with Garrett, it's also very, uh, Garrett, my husband, like he, it's also very complicated. I, I think, you know, to an extent, she, she allows him in a lot more than she allows others, but she's also keeping some major secrets from, from him. I mean, she is so, she has so much on her shoulders. And at the same time, she's so compartmentalized. Like she, she, even, she doesn't even know what her next move is until right before she's going to make it, you know, like she, she's just dealing with so much. And um, it's not until the very end where you finally see her most raw moment where she actually has an out. Like she is given an out by her husband because he's still believing this lie, you know, and she decides, you know, she's just at a crossroads and she's just, she decides she can't take it anymore. Like it's time to tell the truth. And I think it's only in that moment where you actually see and understand how JC really feels because she's been holding so much in for so long and she just can't take it anymore. And, and Pam, in talking a little bit more about the, the way that you've kind of written this with JC as, as a centralized character, but such a multitude of really rich supporting characters that you've clearly given so much care and attention to in the way that you've created and developed them. Um, you know, I was interested in how that influences the way that you're going episode by episode, script by script, and really looking at the centralized narrative arc and the ripple effect that it has on every single one of these characters that you've created, because it is so much about telling this story to do with the complicity of the school, the ramifications, but we really get to see what is that fallout? What is that ripple effect that lands on so many characters that aren't even at the center of this as well. Yeah, it, it was a, it, a, 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 part of me wants to say it was difficult to write. And then part of me wants to say it was all in a year. I walked around with this idea of JC Abernathy and this sexual assault story for a long time. And then I lived with it for seven years trying to get it made because people were, they were like, nobody's going to do this story. So it was written before the Me Too movement. Um, and I had all this information I, I, and it's a, it's a combination of so many stories. There was a Oprah Winfrey episode that influenced it. The Duke lacrosse, um, scandal influenced it. Things that happened in my own life. And I just, it was like this big vat that I just kept tossing things in and hoping I could stir up some good soup. And I think I did. Um, but it was important as we went through the journey that the audience was always surprised, that you led them on a path, because audiences are so savvy. And I, the goal was you have to surprise them in every episode. You have to take them on a journey, have them guessing and surprise them at least three times in the episode. Um, and that was sort of our formula. Other than that, it was conversations with, I mean, I had writers who were track athletes, I was a mother, I had people, you know, everybody who was in our room had some experience where they could tell you a story and we could say, how does that fit into this world? And it was really important to go through this journey in the world of college athletics, which is political, you know, there's, it's money to be made and images to uh, sort of reputations to protect. And then to go through what is the definition of family, family with a team, and family at home, you know, when, you, when you're at home with your family, who are you protecting? And then secrets, secrets are so important, but secrets where you say, 
is our is our character going to keep and keep track of it? Like this is I've written a lot of crime shows, so I wanted to write a show where I didn't follow the cops, but I followed the people that were involved in maybe the crime or the cover up, because what they're doing is they're waiting on someone to say, I know I've caught you. I've known all along. And that's much more exciting to me after writing all the, you know, cop walks in the room, there's a bedding on the ground kind of show. I wanted to stay with the people who have the secret, know exactly what happened. And they're trying to keep all these balls in the air and keep it afloat and keep track of their own lives. I mean, with that idea of, of the secrets throughout the series, there's so many different ways in which different characters have that. And then you've got the centralized aspect of, of the murder that's being kind of breadcrumbed to us in terms of the information that we're getting as the show goes on. And for, for all three of you, how did that influence the way that you wanted to tell this story in that way that every single episode's giving the audience little flickers of information, little pieces, but you're making sure that you also never reveal too much, you know, um, you know, in Casey, I feel like you, you come from a background of, of telling so many great stories that do that. Obviously, Pam, you know, talking there about writing for crime shows and, and, and Rose, you know, within you as well, is interested in how having 11 scripts up front also really helped in terms of your development in that regard in how you all wanted to tell that story giving just enough information but never too much at a single moment oh who wants to go, yeah, go ahead, <laughs> um i mean i feel like having all the scripts up front especially for something like this was while it definitely had its challenges definitely had some major benefits and we were able to shoot if like as you'll see like the first four episodes or the first block that we shot was actually episodes one two ten and eleven because story-wise that made most sense and keeping track of all of that you know we just i think we just needed to be very meticulous and on top of everyone on the crew and and really just tracking everything because that like you don't want to over reveal but you need to make sure that you're setting all of the little nuggets up to be that are going to come down the road along the way and so having all of the information ahead of time allows you to kind of work in reverse and know what you need to kind of set up and also withhold in the beginning um and for yeah, you Pam? i think i think it was yeah it was definitely a blessing to have the first 11 scripts so you you can kind of you know you can see the trajectory of your your character, but then it's kind of like, ha ha, jokes on you because now we're going to shoot them out of sequence. So it kind of <laughs> defeats the purpose of that luxury. So uh, yeah, it, it was just like, okay, so now basically there was no point of having these eleven scripts because now we're shooting. What was that? One, two, ten, and eleven. The beginning and the end. So for me. I couldn't even, you know, it was nice to have the knowledge, but I also knew that I just basically had to free fall, like all four, just, all right, just let it happen, let it come, don't overthink it, and just let it all happen. We didn't try to trick anybody. We just, <laughs> that wasn't our intent. When we got there, we thought we were doing one, two, three, and four, but what once we realized how long the production would last and that 10 and 11 so completely connected to one and two. We wanted the environment to look the same, for the mental state of the characters to be the same, things like that. So it made a lot of sense. Um, and as far as sort of a journey that, um, I, every time somebody says to me, we had 11 scripts, I'm like, when did you not get the 12? 
I mean, <laughs> no, we didn't, Pam. We didn't. Not for, yeah. <laughs> it was later, but I'm like, how much later? Because everybody said we had the first 11. And I thought, I didn't give any kind of command not to give out 12. But um, <laughs> you would say, oh, it's coming. It's coming. We're like, well, it was coming. But it feels like it's it, the deeper we get into these interviews. I feel like it didn't come until the week before we chatted or something. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, no. Too elaborate. Yes. It like. came like within what? The first six weeks, maybe? Was it that late? Yeah, it was like, we yeah. We, because we had it. Um, and I did hold it personally for a little while. I even held it from uh, made up stories and mm-hmm. Paramount and everybody. But I didn't think I held it that long, but I see now. Yeah, yeah well, we were waiting. We were all talking about it. And it was because I had the knowledge of it, you know? Um, yeah. But we also were trying to figure out, are we going to change anything? Is this the one where you kind of hold off and see if anything popped in your journey that you need to apply to that script? Um, but it was great writing that journey to, to myself and Casey and Anton, our producer, director, Anton Cropper. It was, we were writing a movie that broke up into 12 episodes. That was our plan. It was like, write this really long movie, Pam, with your team, and then we'll decide where we break all this up. Lots goes on. I When I look at it now, I go, what were we thinking? There was a lot <laughs> in here. But when we were writing it, it all seemed so necessary. And it still does, but it was, there's a lot going on. And I kept saying, I remember the I said to the writers, we have savvy audiences. They get bored easily. Just move on to the next scene. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> add something else, you know, yeah. stir it up, keep going, you know? Yeah, there's definitely uh, like a, a part, there's a formula to the way that this is written, which is something that I usually identify when watching it, but love, love about it. I love how, you know, there's the journey and then the last five minutes, is when you're like, wait a minute, that's where you're stopping? No, I gotta watch the next, I got, you know, where you think about it, you have to see what happens next. And and I, I think that's like a brilliant formula that this show does have that like keeps the viewers fully invested. Yeah, really we, just like we with the cliffhangers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the requirement. We had, you have a three cliffhanger stack at the back end where you, do something in the sexual assault story, something in the murder story, some other story has to have a piece of information. See you later. Come back. You know, yeah. <laughs> that was that was the formula. That was the formula. Yeah. I mean, there's so much momentum in it, but the drive really comes from the investment that you're creating in these characters. And and actually one of one of the narrative points that I was interested in, Pam, in terms of how you determined where to place it in the story is that moment where JC is accepting the award and basically instead of announcing, you know, Coach Hagen is going on to take this other job is like actually his contract is being ended because that shifts the trajectory for her character, for every single other character that completely changes the trajectory of the story. Once, you know, all these other characters have this additional information and where everything spins from from there for the next few episodes. So how did you determine with that plot point in particular, structurally, how long do we want to hold off before we put that and what's the right moment to make this narrative shift? You know, just like when Rose says, I have to be her, I have to, she, she's, you know, I, I think Rose believes that JC's part her, part she's part JC, like they're one in the same, they're the, they take this journey together. Me as a writer, um, I would say, I'm not letting her do that because I wouldn't do that. You know, I, I, I'm like, it's time, I'm done waiting. You know, I, I'm really invested in JC being a strong woman who makes decisions. Like I, 
I calibrate when it's right, the right time to let her be flawed and not make the decision the audience wants her to make. But we always bounced back with something incredibly strong after that. It was, it was literally a math problem. It's like, if we're going to let her do this, we got to come back with something really impressive. That's how we got to that moment where, you know, what happens is, 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 a you know, for any, he, those people do get promoted. They get pushed out of what they do, but who's going to stand up against that? Who, who's going to take the risk, you know? And we thought JC will, because it's time. Like we, she, she, She's so strong once, like she's, her, her story against Eddie um, through the sexual assault story is so separate from her relationship she had with him. They're not even connected, but the audience is connecting them in their mind. They're like, oh, she better watch out. He might do something. She doesn't care. You know, she's like, I'm going to do the right thing when it comes to these girls. And that's what makes her so noble and redeeming. And she'll take the risk for herself for that. Um, but you have to, yeah, where, where you're going to place it is after you find out something she does and you're like, girl, what are you doing? And then boom, all right, okay, that's the JC I know. And a lot of that was just my instinct of that. I'm not, I don't want to ever lose her as a, as a woman creating her or a viewer watching her. So I'll let her have her flaw, I'll let her make some mistakes, but you've got to protect her. You've got to bring something back that's authentically JC. You know, that, that you, because all of that you buy about her, you, you let her do those things. But when she's, when she's, you know, firing him at that banquet, you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're really like, first of all, because she, Rose looks so great and she was so calm and she got up there and you could see it was a little bit of a struggle, but she stayed the course and, you know, she played all the beats of what you expect. You know, it wasn't that it was easy. It was what needed to be done. And there's a lot of places in the series where that happens, where it's, I'm going to do something. It's not easy. And I know I have mistakes, but I know she makes the right choices and that makes her redeemable. It was, a, and I keep saying redeemable because it was a big argument I kept having when we were, and Casey was there when we were in scripts, they would go, you, they would literally say, you can't let her do that. I'm like, she's going to do it. You have to trust me. You have to trust me. Yes. You can't let her do this. You can't let her do that. Oh, my, you know, uh, going to make her unlikable. Yeah. Even when you <laughs> hug, you know, you hug Eddie, you know, after he comes to, when he, you first meet him, you know, and you know, yeah. he's accused of sexual assault. She can't do that. I'm like, wait a minute. You, you, that makes her complicated. She's, she doesn't have the answer. You're, you've read scripts 9, 10, 11. <laughs> she, does, yeah. she hasn't even lived them yet, you know? <laughs> but not 12. <laughs> yeah, no one read 12. <laughs> and then the guard gate. The guy at the guard gate got 12, but nobody. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is such a great character moment. And, and Rose, you know, that's one of so many moments throughout the series where we just see how wholeheartedly everything that she does is about protecting the women who are playing on her team. And what I also love about that protectiveness that she has is that it doesn't shy away from showing the weight that that takes on her you know what's the personal cost in choices that she has to make to protect these team players what's the guilt that she feels in everything that she could have missed you know that that line where she's talking about the guilt that she feels having walked into these families homes and talked to their parents and said you know I'm going to protect your kids I'm going to foster a really great environment for them um, you know and what are the ways in which you really wanted to capture the the cost the guilt the responsibility and all of that weight that comes with it as well 
Is that for me? Yes. Oh, well, I think, I think that um, that's actually a, a big learning lesson in that moment, how, you know, sexual assault, it, it's, it's not binary. It's not, you know, like there's so many colors and variations of it. And, you know, a lot of times when people think sexual assault, they think, oh, date rape or being roofied or just rape in general, but it, it comes in so many forms. And I think JC suffers a tremendous amount of guilt because it's not conventional sexual assault, but it still is sexual assault. And I think that's what this story is so great at, at, at attacking is, is how it comes in so many forms and it's still wrong. And, and we as a society have, have found ways to normalize certain versions of it, but any version of it is just not okay. So I think JC basically risks everything to, to be there and support Shannon you know, through this, because at the end of the day, no matter what these men are saying uh, that, oh, she was 22 or just making excuses, it was wrong. And I am there and I am ready to suffer the consequences with her in, in helping her and just being there from every step moving forward. Well, I want to congratulate all, all three of you on, on such a great season and really love the collaboration between all of you, the rest of the, the crew and cast that put the show together. And thank you so much for talking all about the show today. Really appreciate your time. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Mara.